Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the Titan Behemoth subclass info that we got from Bungie. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you to the YouTube channel. You can hit the subscribe button, the bell button. If you want to support me directly, you can click the join button and pick one of the membership tiers. If you'd rather use uh, Patreon, you can go to sntrpresents.com. So the Titan Behemoth, I'll admit, before I even kind of walk through all of this, it was the one that I was sort of the least impressed with. I'm also not that impressed with the Hunter. Both supers seemed like stuff that we were already doing. There is information in here that has definitely... Uh, perked my interest a little bit more than originally. I am still a little concerned that it won't feel different enough, but the video footage looks like it's going to be a little bit more of a distinct super than just Titan Slam with icicles, because I think that's essentially what a lot of people are sort of concluding. He's like, slamming the ground and punching. We already do that. You're just adding ice. Um, And then when we look at the Hunter one, obviously we're going to cover that next week when they reveal it, but it does also look like just like the Blade Barrage animation and then some you know, suppression ice tornadoes or something to kind of mess with the, 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 the ads. More and more, as we look at these subclasses, I think that's one of the growing questions. Are these going to just be primarily ad control supers, and is that going to really, really add any sort of flourishing or fun uh, to the end game, especially with the build customization that they outlined? We're going to get into that as well. They showed a few more things with respect to the fragments and the aspects with the titan things that we didn't quite know just yet when we were looking at the ones for the warlock so right here they show titan behemoth the glacial quake is is the name of the super but then they outline the shiver strike this is the uh the melee ability that allows you to lunge forward with explosive speed smash through anything in their way upon reaching their target they unleash a devastating jab that sends their foe careening backwards while slowing nearby enemies so it creates an area of effect as well we see him use this in the one trailer jumping over the wall and then kind of punching the person uh you can also slam the gauntlet into the ground sending out tremors of powerful stasis energy that leaves crystals in their wake freezing all enemies in the vicinity so if you look at the video footage you see him do this he kind of slams the ground three lines go out and there's crystals that come up we're not quite sure how devastating or strong that is will there be any sort of a debuff or a high damage from it is it going to feel like a really really good offensive super is it going to bring uh some of that uh, some of that punch that we've been hoping no pun intended uh some of that punch that we've been wanting to see and here we get a little bit more of a description of the shiver strike when you kind of scroll down it says you lunge forward it launches by a stasis explosion at their feet and it propels them toward the enemy. So this is going to mimic, it seems like, a little bit of the Code of the Missile launch arc. Uh, while in midair, you can summon the Stasis Gauntlet that covers the fist, and you slam into the fo- their foe, sending them careening backwards and slowing nearby enemies. Now, we're going to get to some other things about the, the super that seem similar here. Some in-air acrobatics, some agility and mobility uh, that the Titan presently doesn't have. That's something that did kind of kind of get my interest because initially we didn't know about that and this is the melee ability so with the warlock their melee ability is that they can like cast the the, the single melee thing that can freeze when they're in their super they can cast it 
and it's a little bit bigger. So they are trying seemingly to adjust both melee and supers to be very, very distinct. And then when you come down here, uh, the behemoth super is called Glacial Quake. It begins with forming a gauntlet around their fish. You can see it in the picture there. They can slam the ground and it sends out shockwaves of crystals to freeze nearby enemies. And then covered in an armor of stasis crystals, this titan temporarily becomes an unstoppable wrecking machine, able to jump higher, faster, and farther, all while blasting enemies with greatly increased melee attacks. Now, I don't know if this is the beginning of Bungie considering changing roaming supers because of the armor that you're going to get when you're in this super to hopefully then really, really mitigate damage. I think they mentioned damage mitigation in the, in the upper part of this article. That's been one of the primary concerns we've had about roaming ad control supers is that when you get into the end game, they start to feel weak and you tend to die. Grandmaster Nightfalls being one of the primary places that you would see this happen. It just doesn't feel worth it to be roaming around and exposing yourself to that much damage. It tends to not go that well. So I'm not sure. We're hoping that this is an indication at least that... Bungie is considering doing different things with roaming supers because presently roaming supers don't seem to have a whole lot of legs and traction once you get into challenging environments. Now, it was mobility that changed my mind. Okay, so that's the second part of the video here. Mobility changed my mind. I really wasn't interested in this super. I thought, cool, slamming and creating ice and freezing. We already do that. It doesn't feel all that strong in the end game. It's not going to be, you know, it's, it's not going to really get my attention. I was more interested in the Warlock super. Uh, because they started with it, I think, because it's the most unique. But then this section here, I'm going to highlight it. It's right above the picture where they start to get into the aspects and the fragments. And it says that they want to give you a lot of uh, a lot of ability to kind of be like a bowling, you know, a bowling ball. And they say here, for example, you can cancel out of a slide into a massive stasis powered leap, only to cancel that just at the right moment and direct the behemoth downward to a devastating slam. So essentially, when you're in the super, you can slide and then jump, and it's going to launch you up in the air, and then you can slam back down again. So you can cancel your slide, you leap, you cancel the leap, and you slam. Now this level of mobility agility like it's almost it almost sounds aggressive uh that's exciting to me because at least that will be fun now being fun is great will it be effective in challenging environments remains to be seen if we're that fast and we have the armor will that mitigate enough of the damage that when i go into a really challenging environment or a delta environment like let's just say raid day one when contest modifiers on is this going to be a viable super and a viable strategy for environments where I'm taking more damage and the enemy's taking less damage? That remains to be seen. We don't really know. I think that's continuing to be everyone's big question mark if you're a PvE player. If you're a PvP player, you're like, what in the actual frick is going to happen in Crucible? This all sounds crazy. Uh, so I think both sides of the game are scratching their head and have questions about the role that these supers will take. I think we can undeniably say they'll be fresh, new, and fun. I, I, I can definitely see myself having fun with this in Strikes, the seasonal content, the public space. The question that I'm always going to ask, though, is with building especially, are we going to feel that pressure and that need to take these subclasses into the more challenging environments? Which leads to the next section here with the fragments and the aspects. So they show us an example of an aspect for the Titan and then a fragment, which anybody can use the fragments. Those, again, are classic Gnostic. But here's one specific to the Titan. 
the tectonic harvest and it says shattering a stasis crystal creates a stasis shard and it grants melee energy when picked up for you and your allies now this obviously pairs very well with the next one that they show you down here you're going to slow your abilities uh your slow abilities last longer so whenever you freeze an enemy they're going to stay frozen for longer and for those abilities that linger their duration will also increase and then it gives you a plus 10 strength so you can kind of see here they're sort of building into this 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 punch driven build because if they're picking up these crystals punching breaking creating more it may perpetuate their melee uh, uptime and then just today I you know I got a pretty good roll on I think it was a worm what was that exotic I got the worm god caress exotic I think that's what I got. Yeah, and that one, you know, its ability, you know, melee kills increase melee damage for a short period. There could be some pretty fun melee-based builds uh, for the behemoth, and we're just getting kind of a little bit of a glimpse here. I think it's good to see positive stats, because here you can see, and a lot of people kind of got a little confused here, the plus 10 strength, but then over here, it's like, well, why are they losing plus 10 resilience? Well, you got to do a little Sherlock Holmes investigation here. They are considering taking this fragment off and putting this fragment on. What that means is the current equipped fragment is giving a plus 10 resilience, and then this one's giving a plus 10 strength. So over here, you see the reference representation in the numbers you're going to lose 10 and go down to 52 but you're going to gain 10 and go up to 29 so i'm excited to see this because up to now only all we saw was a negative we saw what i call trade pain you're going to get this benefit but you're going to lose stats there there's going to be even more potential stat increases here uh that could lead to some really strong builds again lingering questions for crucible fans there's already some crazy stat builds out there and stat distributions this is going to come on top of armor 2.0 and add even more stats into the mix and potentially add more strength i mean being able to constantly get melee energy again i feel like that's a little bit more pve bent breaking crystals and getting melee energy from that there could be some very forward momentum punchy punch builds here for the titan mainly centering around pve again the two giant question marks we all have we're going to be talking next week about will stasis ruin the crucible or i'll I'll say will stasis hurt the crucible we're going to wait to look at the hunter before we even really talk about that i want to have them all sort of in my mind before i do that video but the other question outside of crucible is will any of this build crafting and power land in challenging environments when contest modifiers on or when you go into a grandmaster nightfall so we're going to transition to q a and vip collins as always if you like this content please click subscribe the bell button or join us a member and as always please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is gonna be the q a session that followed my talk about the new titan behemoth stasis super information that we got from bungie if you're listening to this on spotify or itunes maybe on google play you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com if you want to support me directly you can go to sntrpresents.com and become a patron but if you'd rather use the youtube or the join button that's the same membership tiers there uh, as always it's free to click subscribe and the bell button and that helps me out uh, as well so we're gonna start with gilly in the mist here question do you think that we have learned um do you think with what we have learned with the new super will it have the protection it needs to be end game viable the mention of armor indicates more protection than other end game supers uh, they, they say something early on too about damage mitigation where is it i meant to go back and find that because it's it i think it's very early on uh, i might have to just do a search for the word mitigation it might be in the Im- oh i bet you it's in the image 
um, right here. It says, uh, creating a solid stasis crystals to provide cover or platforms from which to leap during their super behemoths can jump higher, faster, and farther with unlimited melee energy and high damage, uh, mitigation. So it seems to me that again, I don't know if this is the beginning of them saying roaming supers need help maybe somebody said that there's like a dark shadow over some of the supers in the one trailer some of the normal non-stasis supers I, I don't know if they're going to start buffing are they going to start buffing the the roaming supers but this says high damage mitigation um, I don't know it's one of the things that it, we've consistently said roaming supers are just number one they're weak Let's ignore damage mitigation for a second. Even when I'm in a strike, a roaming super doesn't feel all that strong. It doesn't feel all that impactful. Why? It most efficiently kills adds. I can already kill quickly. I, I can already kill these guys quickly. I, 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 I can run around with an auto rifle or a hand cannon and just take care of these trash ads. So why am I going to use my super on them? Now, you go into... Uh, environments where the trash ads become a problem and they slow you down uh, and they they become a pain point well then try and use your super and now you got two problems it's weak and not effective at damage output and you're weak and you're going to die really fast so this has got to be a two-fold solution it can't just be oh yeah you can take lots of damage well okay but is it going to be effective at killing ads maybe even some majors, you know? If it's not helpful with that, then it's not going to feel like a super in the end game. This is where I think Bungie really needs to consider how stuff scales in the end game. It doesn't matter at all. It just simply doesn't matter if this thing goes crazy in public event, seasonal content or strikes. It does not matter. That content is nothing. It gets shredded to ribbons by virtually everything we have in our our loadout anyway, right? No no issues at all with with making that uh and and an an update where they would go in and say okay all all roaming supers are stronger now you know all roaming supers do more damage and can take more damage i hope this is the beginning of that i hope they say okay look because we gave the high damage mitigation to the stasis subclasses with the armor the you know the ice armor in the future we're going to do a future update where all roaming supers get some form of an armor that while you're roaming around you don't take as much damage now the biggest question i have is what's that going to look like in the crucible because i think one of the reasons roaming supers feel like garbage right now one of the reasons not the only reason is because they nerfed their uh, their survivability because they were you basically couldn't kill a roaming super in the crucible do you remember that when like it was just it became a problem where no roaming super almost ever got shut down in the crucible and so they nerfed some of that damage uh resistance they they made it to where it was easier to kill a roaming super so that that's another question that we don't have an answer to is this guy going to be literally unkillable in the crucible when he's in his super he has unlimited melee energy he can jump higher faster farther and he has high damage mitigation you know i i don't know to me it's like these are the questions we have to ask we're asking from two perspectives Endgame PvE players are asking, is it going to suck? And Crucible players are asking, is it going to be broken? We're, 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 we're asking completely different questions, but I think they're both worthy questions to ask about something that's going to be this strong. So...
Darksider with the next question. Bung, uh, Bungie said that Warlock focuses on freezing, Titan on shattering, and Hunter on slowing. This seems to indicate Stasis is more team-focused and reliant, which could create interesting builds for Endgame. Going forward, do you want Bungie to focus more on cooperation and team power instead of solo power? There's a lot at play here that I would say yes and no to. I love the idea of coming together and doing combos and playing off each other and having efficiency come from good team comp. But I also absolutely freaking hate it when I have to lean on other people and they're not doing their job. Um, Whether it's champions or even when you're in a strike, if you're suddenly solo aggroed because your teammates are AFK or something, it's really frustrating. It's like, get the frick up here, you know, like get up here and play. Um, And so... I don't know. I feel like you can overbake this cake where you make it to where uh, if you're not doing if you're not doing things in the right order, uh, if you're not playing in a synergistic way, it could be really, really frustrating. So I don't know if they're going to isolate it this much. You'd be like, well, the Titans focused on shattering. Well, it seems like he can freeze people too. You know, he sends out these things on the ground that are supposed to freeze. He can punch and it freezes people around the person that gets punched. Uh, And then he can create a wall. So you always want to be careful where if... Think of it like this. If I'm a titan and the main thing I'm meant to do is shatter and I get into content and there are no warlocks around, that's going to be really frustrating because there's nobody for me to shatter. If I have to lean heavily on a warlock to freeze in order for me to shatter, then I'm going to get really, really irritated. So I don't think they're going to make it this narrow. I don't. I don't think they're going to focus on that level of team reliance. Now, will there be a layer of team reliance? Where if you really, really lean into the Titan is all about shattering, you spec for that, you build into that, you have aspects and fragments for that, and your warlock buddy does the same thing but for freezing, then I hope that is a layer. But if they if they if they carve it out too rigidly, I don't think people would like it. They mentioned that on the Titan page that the main focus of the Titan is shatter. Sure, I know they said that, but I'm telling you right now, you also have evidence in his description of abilities that he can freeze. I mean, even his melee ability says nothing about shatter. It says nothing about shatter. It says, right here, it launches by a stasis explosion, propels them forward, while in midair they can summon the gauntlet that covers their fist, they slam it to their foe, sending them careening backwards and slowing nearby enemies. So of his two abilities that they describe, one of them has nothing to do with shattering. It knocks the one guy back. It sends him flying back. It's a knockback. And then it freezes the people around him. The only thing that's shattering... uh, Right here. I mean, look at this. Slam the ground. Sending shockwaves that form stasis crystals which freeze nearby enemies. So another form of freezing. And then you can do the shattering with the, uh, with the, pu- with the punching and the blasting. You have, you have unlimited melee. So I don't know, like, they're saying that, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing him doing just as much freezing as the Warlock. His melee does an area of effect freeze, the Warlock does a a, a projectile freeze. Once he's in his super and he slams the ground, it freezes people. I, I don't know. I get what you're putting down, I really do. The idea of, like, really setting up synergistic combo builds with your teammates and really leaning into it, I don't see that present in the way they describe these abilities. 
Well, because then down here they say, you know, if frozen enemies are the bowling pins, think of the Titan Behemoth during a glacial quake super like a bowling ball, able to instantly shatter enemies as they sprint or glide through them. So that aspect, yes, when he's in his super, he's just bowling through everybody, and that's cool, but he still can clearly do a lot of freezing. Um, I'm not saying that they only do that. I'm saying that some option to do all three, but majority will probably be smashing and melee attacks uh, shatter. I'm just, I think my answer to you is he can stand on his own. He can do a significant amount of freezing completely on his own. His melee does area of effect freezing. His super does area of effect freezing. I don't think he's going to have to lean on a warlock. And if he doesn't have to lean on a warlock, how much are we going to sense what you're talking about? That's the real question, Darksider. Am I going to get into environments and challenging areas where, yeah, it does go better if you have the Warlock doing all the freezing and the Titan doing all the shattering? Is there going to be a clear instance where, yep, yep, this is this is a stronger way of approaching this content? It doesn't look that way because, again, his melee does area of effect freeze and his, and his super slam does an area of effect freeze. So automatically... He's, he can freeze people right off jump completely on his own. Now, it could get more down into what you're talking about with aspects and fragments where, I mean, look at the one they're showing off for him. Slow from your abilities last longer. For those abilities that linger, this duration will also increase. That's clearly saying if he freezes people, they stay frozen longer. Now, there could be aspects and fragments that are like, um, every time you shatter an enemy, it sends out a wave that, uh, that increases duration of frozen enemies in that area. So, he's like, I'm about, I'll keep everybody frozen, because every time I punch and shatter, the shatter creates a shock wave. I mean, there could be stuff like that where he becomes the wrecking ball of shatter, and the warlock could have abilities where... Uh, what did I say that we could do with the one? You would freeze them all, shoot them all with your gun, and get that one fragment that gives you back super energy for, for actually, you know, putting in the, 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 the work of, of freezing, then shattering, freezing, then shattering. Carter, thanks for clicking the join button. Enjoy the emotes and the badge. Enjoy getting in the Discord if you want to take part in our watch parties almost every night of the week, uh, as well as submitting questions through the Q&A form. It feels like they're just providing an option to choose between team tactics or hey, I can muscle through this solo if y'all aren't down with team teaming mechanics. That's the true question though, Radical. Will there be an environment or even builds that I don the identity of I am the wrecking ball shatterer and you are the you are the freezing wizard? Will we even be able to spec into that? Because even the Warlock has stuff for shattering. I mean, I just I just don't know. It does feel like the Warlock is more built for freezing, though. I will say that. I will say that. Because his melee freezes. It looked like his grenade was a stasis. Right? It, 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 I'm sorry, the stasis field. And then and then the very last thing they can do is, uh, is shatter. You know what I mean? Uh... I was trying to read something in chat. If items every class can freeze, shatter, and slow, but a warlock might excel at one, just like the other classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It just depends. It really depends. I think some of it's going to come down into building. Um, I feel like yes, because they always say they're very intentional with the game. You can play solo or with friends. We'll see, though. Yeah. There has to be a measurable benefit. 
because if you take on the identity of the freezer and I'm the shatterer I want to see is there a true benefit that comes from that and here's the thing if you think about the way Grandmaster Nightfalls go it really could become an awesome benefit if you're really really good in an uptime of freezing as a warlock and you're constantly freezing and I'm doing a great job with uptime for shattering and we are just mowing through enemies that previously gave us trouble that could be pretty that could be pretty cool why are you against heavy team reliance I'm not against heavy team reliance Darksider it has to land in the right place it's okay if that takes place in a pl- in, in a, in a non match made environment right I was when I answered your question I was initially saying if the titan literally can't really flourish without a warlock around freezing everything that's going to be really unenjoyable what if you get into a public space a seasonal piece of content or a strike and it's three titans that was something that happened in um in anthem if you went into content and you were all if you were all colossuses or whatever it was kind of frustrating sometimes because you wouldn't have enough primers for your detonators like it got a little lopsided sometimes and so in a match main environment I don't want to have to lean on and it, and it looks like we've already deduced that the titan won't have to lean on a warlock the titan can be like nah I can do my own freezing thank you very much team reliance in a non-match made environment in an environment like the like a raid a dungeon or a grandmaster nightfall in those environments i'm more okay with it why well because you're planning and going in with your teammate and so you would know hey we can't all go in here as titans it's not going to work we're going to get a whole lot more bang for our buck if i'm running these aspects and fragments for shatter and you're running yours for freezing we're going to get a lot more uh, uh team synergy it's kind of like when we ran shuro chi having a variety of supers was really helpful for chaining a good tether for orbs a good well for damage a good roaming super from a titan like hammers to just kill all the ads and generate supers on the in-between having those differences was really really nice if everybody would have been on tether it would have been like oh this isn't going to work as well if it's too heavy on team reliance more than half of the player base will leave if it's, it's that simple yeah if you're just trying to go into strikes in public space and you feel like I can't even enjoy stasis because I don't, I don't have good team comp and I don't think it's going to be that way that's why I said my answer to your question Darksider I'm more thinking when we go up into endgame content will there be synergistic team reliant builds where you can sense the efficiency and power that's coming from your team being intelligent and complementing each other or are we just going to resort to wells and bubbles and and face tanking and defense you know that's the question mark i've continued to have about this am i going to go into a day one raid race when contest modifiers on am i going to ever feel like stasis is worth it or am i going to feel like no bubble and well and tether are still it they're still meta i'm hoping that that's not the case because of the aspects and fragments i i hope those come as really good capstones to make you feel like no stasis is actually really really good in these challenging places Bradley, Stasis Titan Super grants the player the crystalline plating buff. Assuming this buff is a form of damage resistance, do you think Super Titans will be able to survive a sniper headshot in PvP? Could uh, something like that shift the meta towards a suppressed meta? Guys, I'm sorry about the uh, the drop frames. It's it's, it's something on YouTube happening. It's not on my end. Um, unless my voice is acting up in discord it's going to get a little um, choppy here it should fix itself uh, shortly um, 
Yeah, we t- we talked about this a little bit ago. We talked about how like w- does that high damage mitigation armor that the su- that the Titan gets. Number one, is that going to cause you know issues in the Crucible? Because they already nerfed our survivability in the Crucible for roaming supers. They already did that once because they were like, it's almost impossible to kill a roaming super in the Crucible. I forget when they did that. I think that was sometime last year. Um, and so that's a question. The other question we asked a little bit earlier in Q&A and even in my discussion was, is this roaming super going to be viable when I'm in an environment where I'm taking extra damage? You know, there was no drop in Discord YouTube issue. Yeah, if my voice doesn't change in Discord, then it's not Spectrum. Because if my bitrate fluctuates that much, then you guys should hear it in the Discord. Because that's literally what I'm doing is I'm uploading my, you know, I'm sending out and broadcasting my voice in the Discord. So I think the YouTube ingest servers just periodically have little hiccups like that. Nagi with the next question. From what we've seen, do you think Bungie can utilize the new subclass structure to bring more mechanics into old content like strikes, like how they do with champions? I don't know, honestly, if the subclass structure has anything to do with that. You know, as far as like, you know, bringing in more mechanics like champions, I, I honestly don't know. Unless you're talking about a certain type of enemy that would require you to, you know, they need to be frozen or something uh, or they're they're they take more damage I'm not sure where you're going with this um, Nagi you need to give me a um, a for example because I'm all for going back into old content uh, reworking it you know restructuring things um, and making it more enjoyable and giving it more depth but I'm also kind of like how exactly would they do that with regard to our subclasses because I think sometimes we can we can overcomplicate things like well this week uh, you know or I'm sorry this update and this strike this mechanic you really want to run stasis you know I've continued to say that I think modifiers are the way to get people to shake things up if one week stasis is stronger and certain weapons are stronger uh, then I'm going to lean into that I made a video called Bring Back Curated Loadouts. I talked about how in a hard mode raid and a hard mode dungeon, you could essentially bring the spirit of a curated loadout by having rotating modifiers week to week that really incentivize you changing things up. I just wanted to ask if they can use the new system to spice up the old content. I honestly don't know because stasis and aspects and fragments, that doesn't have anything to do with the strike. Strikes would only be updated or modified by either modifiers themselves or internal mechanics. If any of those internal mechanics become stasis dependent, then you're making you're making stasis. Um, it's too narrow. I, I I I'm gonna just continue to say that modifiers are the key. If you incentivize me to change my loadout, my subclass, my guns, that's how you that, like that's how you make it feel like it's an organic choice. Curated loadouts were literally you must use these guns. I'm saying you might want to try them by buffing them with a weekly modifier. Maybe with the engine updates, we're going to be dealing with larger swarms of enemies, so the ability to slow and freeze will be really important. It's possible. I mean, that clip of those those shanks, that's a lot of shanks. It reminds me of the shanks from the Wrath of the Machine fight, Axis, but there weren't that. The shanks came down a lot slower. It was like one, then another, then another. That footage, it's like it's like a bunch of them moving like a snake, like a, you know, in like a wave formation. 
Sensory Fern. If the Behemoth subclass too similar to oh, is it too similar to Striker? It seems like a better version of Top Tree Striker. Well, I mean, this is obviously something they're going to have to consider going forward. If it's way better than Striker, and I can launch myself in the air and slam the ground and freeze and send out crystals, who's ever going to want to run Striker ever again? Why? Why would you ever run it? So they're going to have to think about that. Uh, they're also going to think about, like, obviously bringing the stasis, I'm sorry, the fragment and the aspects to the other subclasses to enhance them and augment them and, and evolve them as well. So if you're if you're always looking at, you know, Striker and being like, why would I ever run that? It's not nearly as good as stasis. Um, I think stasis plus the new engine will mean ad management becomes a key mechanic in activities. I don't think we're getting a new engine. I think they've just significantly updated the Tiger engine. You know? I I think they've significantly updated the Tiger engine. I don't think we're getting an actual engine update. Now, I know they're updating API stuff in the background to Vulkan, which will really, really help, which might might be why the UI can look so clean. Um, I think think the UI is an indication. I think this UI here is an indication they've made significant updates to Tiger. This looks completely different. This is like a different game. You know, this looks like a Destiny 3, if I'm honest. I could see them doing a trailer where they interact with this menu, this UI, this subclass system, and it's all zoomed in. You can see his fists in the background. It seems like the textures and the fidelity are higher. This is like a D3 to me, you know? And we've been saying that we thought Beyond Light was going to be built upon like a Destiny 3 foundation. This idea that you know, Destiny 3 was supposed to land this September and they are, they are, they're doing this on that foundation. And that's going to be, I think, a big boost of, of, of content injection. Um, so, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Honestly, I think if they plan on revisiting the other supers, because Striker may just completely get overshadowed by this, by Behemoth, and then Bungie's going to have to consider that, you know? Did you see that Asacross last video where he said he had to lay low because he got in trouble? I mean, what do you mean lay low? Does it, when he's saying lay low, like stay off of Twitter because a bunch of truthless heroes attacked him and then deleted tweets because they're cowards or lay low as in like not create as much content. I'm not sure what he means by that. I don't think he broke any NDA or there would have been, there would have been visible consequences. Strike on the channel, video gets taken down. He stayed off YouTube. Oh, really? I mean, I don't know. I Maybe just, he just in his mind because of all the negative things and the attacks maybe he just thought it's best to lay low and not make videos when he says he got in trouble I don't think anything actually happened from Bungie I think it was just the the truthless heroes brigade that likes to hurt other content creators because their content sucks um so uh chronic spin dash how endgame viable does the new subclass seem to be in your opinion love how it has a little code of the missile feel to it I, again, we don't know. I, this is this was part of my video. Um, this was part of my video. You know, it's uh, what roaming super right now is super is really really end game viable. There really isn't one. Um, the, the enemies just take too much damage. Now, I think some of that is on Bungie. They need to scale our damage output and survivability in the end game. Uh... I, I think, you know, I think that, I think that is, that is a question before we even get into stasis. 
you know it's it's are you going to ever consider making a roaming super not garbage in the end game are you going to make hammers better are you going to make titan slam and blade uh uh, uh spectral blade or nova warp or uh, tickle fingers or uh, dawn blade are those ever going to feel good in the end game am i going to be able to stay alive i mean i'm just going to be honest i think a roaming super should make you practically immune in pve i'm i'm dead serious I think you should be practically immune because of the risk that you're taking. You got to go up in the air. You got to run up and slam. You got to take all this damage. I think when you're in a roaming super, you should be practically immune in PVE. I that that's I, I I don't think it makes any sense for you to wait for something that happens at that rhythm and comes with that level of risk. You shouldn't you shouldn't be killable in PVE. I also think your damage output should always be good. Always. You should always be able to clear out an area of enemies and majors with your super, regardless of as if it's a strike or a grandmaster. It needs to be balanced. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, this super's not bad, not bad, boom, and it just falls off the cliff as soon as you go into any content that's even remotely challenging. The minute, the minute th- th- those enemies have slightly more health or do slightly more damage, you're, you're, it's a complete and utter waste. I mean, viable in terms of choosing this in the endgame versus bubble. Right. That's exactly what we're talking about. The minute you compare the efficacy of bubble or well or tether against a roaming super, it's not comparable at all. It's a literal joke. It's an actual joke. So... I get where you're coming from. We literally just did a video the other day where I said they need to nerf Well of Radiance. Maybe I had it backwards. Maybe they need to literally buff every single roaming super to where you truly debate whether you should run a roaming super or not. A roaming super should be an absolute dominant force threat in the PvE environment. You should be you should be able to pop that in no. If I do this at the right moment, it's super helpful. It can just absolutely devastate the battlefield. Instead of being like, no, pop a bubble and we'll slowly chisel away at everything. I don't feel like a warrior of light. I don't feel like a mini god. I feel like a joke. So. Mr. Han Brolo. Harder, better, faster, stronger. More than ever. Hour after hour of gameplay is getting more interesting. However, uh, I'm really interested in the stopping and the starting of abilities. Do you think that they are trying to balance mobility between the classes with stasis? Warlocks didn't get anything extra. I think they're trying to cla- balance the mobility between the classes. Well, I mean, I don't honestly know. I mean, it, 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 we'll have to wait and see if they if they come out with any sort of a philosophical statement about this. You know, are they going to... I'm writing down an idea for a video. Roaming, roaming supers suck. Um, um, I, you know, I... Because balancing mobility between the classes, I mean, mobility is all over the place. Mobility is all over the place. You can go really, really fast with the one Dawn Blade, and the other roaming supers are pretty much, you know, just basic forward momentum speed, nothing incredible. Um, and now the Titan's going to be able to, like, spring forward, slam the ground, like, endless melee ability. So I don't know how many times he'll be able to do that before his super runs out. Um, 
yeah if they're trying to balance mobility between the classes with stasis they, they, they would need to come out and say that because I have a hard time really na- narrowing down what their view is and, and what their philosophy is for each class's identity because Titans were the fastest in D1 and they weren't supposed to be it was honestly I, I, I honestly think Titan skating was unintended they were not supposed to be fast. They were supposed to be heavy and clunky, and they were able to use a forward momentum like jump spam that made them the fastest class in the game. You know, and then they added, you know, Twilight Garrison to it, which completely changed it as well. Twilight Garrison was probably initially conceived of as an exotic and an idea before Titan skating became so prominent. I, I <laughs> you know what I mean? Click fire. Do you think that with the new supers taking more of a defensive approach that Bungie may be turning up the PvE sandbox difficulty in Beyond Light? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, we're, we're getting, I think we're getting into that mode where we're all hungry for new content. Everybody wants me to speculate about stuff that I just have zero clue. I certainly hope so. We have continued to say seasonal content, make a hard mode. Raids, make a hard mode. You know, make a Make a make a make a hard mode version of the raid, you know. All those things need to happen, you know. Are you still on? What do you mean? Uh, yes. Somebody in Discord says, "Are you still on?" I mean, I people in YouTube chat are talking to me. Um. So. It's 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 more than likely we're not going to get a bunch of dramatic changes to uh, strikes in public space. But I hope with the with the fact that they're bringing back vaults of glass, they're going to say yes. We need we need to have a normal and a hard mode, and I hope that also extends to the seasonal content because whatever the seasonal content is you know menagerie 8.0 or whatever we need there to be a normal and a hard mode and there needs to be a loot motivator for hard mode not just a freaking pinnacle you know yeah i think youtube's having some issues maybe fat uh fat i don't know we we had a, we had a bit of a, of a viewership drop which normally doesn't happen during q a and that was around the time we had the weird fluctuation so uh rain the dark says I'm curious, how do you think the mobility of the Titan is going to influence PvE? Do you think the varied mobility and aggressive playstyle will be effective? Well, what I said in the video is, it sounds fun, but whether or not it's effective remains to be seen. Like, if I'm in a public event, or a strike, or whatever the seasonal content is, it'll probably be fun. Jumping and slamming, flying, you know, you know, hooping and hollering. Like, But then when I go into a Grandmaster, or I go into a day one raid where contest is on... Is that mobility and agility going to matter? If I pop my super and contest is on and I struggle to stay alive, I struggle to stay alive. I struggle to keep things going. Well, then I'm not going to run it. I'm going to go, I'm going to tuck tail in defense. Like players respond psychologically to pain in the game. It's what we do. You're going to avoid pain. You do this in any game. If you're playing a dungeon crawler and there's a boss that if you get too close to him, he knocks you back, restrains you, restricts you, bleeds you, and you take a ton of damage. What are you going to do? You're going to stay away from that boss. You're going to psychologically say, okay, pain is bad. I don't like pain. The, The screen flashes. The screen gets red. There's all this stimuli that makes you recoil. I'm going to go back and play range. 
we're gonna we, you're gonna do the same thing in this game is if you pop a roaming super and you're like oh my gosh I'm not getting much damage mitigation as soon as contest modifiers on this is freaking terrible you're gonna recoil and you're gonna pop out your bubble you're gonna switch your whole strategy up it's it's been an ongoing problem with roaming supers for a while they don't they don't feel viable or strong in the end game and we'll have to see if behemoth uh shadebinder and revenant are are good enough uh you know subclasses to warrant end game use ll brood uh in general i'm nervous that the fragments aspects will be too easy to get i don't want anything to be like the garden mods where once you get them uh, where one just gets them. I hope that you have to get some hardcore endgame content to get these mods. Okay, well, you're in a different camp. I've had a lot of people on the other side of the fence uh, up to today, Brood, that have said they really hope it's pretty straightforward in getting these. Now, some people have said, I, I hope there's some extra extra dope ones or stronger ones that are in the endgame, you know, that are in, um, in the raid or in the dungeon. I have had people say that, right? But all of them, I I think you're going to have to have a lot of these just be super accessible or people are going to get annoyed. If their drop rate sucks, if it's RNG based, you know, if you got to go into Grandmasters to get them all, that's really not going to fly. You just want a couple. Yeah, if there's a couple, if there's some super dope ones or better ones in the raid, um, I even said you could have the adept versions in the raid where this Whisper of Durance you know, slow from your abilities last longer. These abilities that linger duration also increases plus 10 strength. There could be an adept version in the raid that drops and it's plus 15 strength. That's not much. An extra five, meh. The difference between 10 and 15 is not dramatic, but it would look, it, it would certainly be like, yeah, yeah, I got the best version, you know? I, I don't know if they're going to do that. Again, there could be specific aspects and fragments to raids that drop that only really give you a benefit when you're in the raid, so you'd come in here and equip them and swap them out, depending on if you're going in there or not. You could do the same thing with trials. They, you know, they were considering adept mods on the on the guns and armor. They could put stuff in here that's adept that's specific to trials. You know, like the uh, you know celerity was intrinsic to the uh, the adept weapons in Destiny One. Celerity was this you know you get the slightly better everything if you're the last guardian on the team, and that that is something they could consider, you know, adding as an aspect or a fragment. So another little blip there, guys, of frame drops. I am sorry about that. We've been streaming on Spectrum because AT and T's having you know all kind of trouble. Um, I probably should have kept this, uh, whoops. I probably should have kept this open, um, so that I could see if, uh, if my internet goes down my AT&T and AT&T line tech is supposed to come out and check the lines today to see if they can figure out what's going on. Um, I don't know if they're going to tell me they're here. The guy's like, yeah, they might not even tell you when they show up. Your internet will just suddenly go out. So that's why I'm not streaming on AT&T today. <laughs> Cause I was like, oh, you know, he's like, they might be out in the morning, the afternoon. I don't know. Um, so I don't know if they've come out today or not. Uh, Ashen Hollow. What should we be doing during this upcoming dry spell to prepare for Beyond Light? I mean, it depends on what you want to do. I usually don't do the pinnacle grind, but they made the pinnacle grind a lot easier. I, th- I still think leveling sucks, but since they made the pinnacle grind easier, you can do one each week with the, um, 
the the you can get a pinnacle from the recaster you can get pinnacles from strikes and then the dungeons i've been slowly inching my way to uh 1060 all my characters are you know 1057 1058 and 1059 um um so it's one of those things where it's like i'm only mainly doing that because that extra 10 might help a little bit with that first week grind for rating you know does it only happen when streaming it typically happens after there's rain uh the it's so quick you would never catch it it would you'd never catch it you'd have to be literally in the room watching the modem 24 7 to catch it when it happens it typically only happens after rain the last couple times the text they come they do some things they think they maybe have you know the one time they didn't do anything they literally just replaced all the in-house wiring and then we had two weeks of really bright sunshiny days with no problems had some rain and then all of a sudden i was having trouble so the last guy came out and did the same thing. He went down to the box. He changed me to another port. Comes back. He's like, you're getting less error codes now. I'm like, cool. And then two or three weeks of no problems. We get some rain and I had two terrible days. And the guy's like, it has to almost be raining for them to come out and find it. He's like, because if there's no rain. And I'm like, well, no, it doesn't need to be raining. It rains. And then the next day I have the problems. It's like the moisture gets into the line somewhere and causes instability he thinks i'm just too far away from the node he's like you're so far away from the node he's like yes you can get the 50 down 10 up speed he's like but if it fluctuates even just the slightest bit you lose signal he's like if you were one or two houses further down they wouldn't have been able to sell you this speed and i'm like yeah but that doesn't jive with what the first guy told me the first guy told me that i had really really strong signal where i was he also said if i was a couple houses down i wouldn't be able to get the speed that i was getting but he said he's like your signal is super strong so roger uh did i skip that question oh i already answered it roger says could they maybe introduce elemental counter system for pvp something like solar weapons and subclasses could be more powerful against stasis this is where I don't think they want to take Crucible. This is very rock, paper, scissors. And I actually don't think people want this. It sounds great on paper, but I, I don't think you want to turn the Crucible into a rock, paper, scissors. Oh, I froze them. Bam, they unfroze because they're in a solar subclass. Um, oh, I threw a suppression. Oh, it didn't work because they're in a solar subclass. Um, I don't think they I don't think they want to go that route. Personally, I don't think that they will. Um that I think I think that is more complicated than Bungie, you know, wants to afford that level of work and complexity for the Crucible. I don't think Crucible is going to get a lot of attention uh, the next couple of years. I think Crucible is going to get some updates, some modes removed, some maps removed, some maps updated, maybe some adept weapon and trials. I feel like they wind they wind the Crucible up and then they just let it hum for a year and they don't do much with it. Um, I kind of think they're going to do that for year four. The whole syringe says, I share your concern that the stasis supers appear to be a viable for trash ads, but lack efficiency in the end game. I'm concerned that the ability to alter the environment and increase agility of the subclass will be leveraged to make the subclass mandatory in the end game. Thoughts? That would be a bit of a break from what they typically do. Um, they've never really done that. I mean, they did it for reckoning and they walked it back and said that was actually bad content design it was designed around well well of radiance and tether i mean all you have to do is look at the size of the space you stand in and look at the little up raised up area and when you put down well it covers the whole circle i mean 
they literally designed Reckoning for Well of Radiance and Tether. And I I don't think they're going to go back to that, that down that road. I really, really don't. So YouTube must be having some issues. We are losing viewers faster than typical. I think there must be something going on. Um, I know YouTube's been trying to do updates in the background uh, to all the streaming stuff, the streaming background, the streaming infrastructure, but we just dipped all the way to 450 and now we're back to 500. So I think people are having issues and they're refreshing the stream. That's typically what that looks like. They refresh, they're not counted in the view count, and then they suddenly do count in the view count. I think YouTube might be having some issues today. Um, it's been really, really good and really, really stable, but I know they're trying to make changes and updates and the ingest servers may be uh, a part of that. So yeah, if discord's not having any issues, I had to refresh a few minutes ago. Yeah. It's been really, really reliable. We've been over here for almost two months. It's just every once in a while we have these shaky days with YouTube. I just think they're making changes in the background. Uh, the torch says, these stasis abilities have a very primer detonator, detonator feel. A primer detonator feel. That's from Anthem, by the way. Uh, have they said anything about increased damage when you're shattering a frozen enemy? They've not. They have not said that. Um, I mean, that was one of the questions I had. Was if I if I use the Titan Slam and I hit like a boss or an enemy with those spikes, is that high damage? Is there a debuff? Does stasis fields do that? Do they slow and debuff? Do they take more damage if I can successfully freeze them? Um, you know, I, they have not said anything about that. They've spoken, they've actually spoken somewhat generically about these subclasses if you think about it. They're only talking about what you do. They're not talking about what it does in the game itself. You can slam and crack and break and freeze and punch and blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's all very generic descriptive language of like the behavior of our character they're not saying slam and debuff and get a damage buff and and not in they've they've not gone down into those level of details about the damage output the damage debuffs the slowing what is slowing and freezing do to the enemy is it purely slowing and freezing or will it do something more depending on the enemy depending on your fragments depending on your aspects we don't know we don't know i i I would be worried that it's only about suppression and slowing and it's not going to add any damage debuff or buff or any of that and people are going to naturally just say, well, this is going to suck in the end game. I'm going to want to run Well Bubble and Tether because this doesn't offer any of that. They've made us they've made us really really, you know, lean on that and like that. They said that when you shatter an enemy, you do damage to the enemies around them. Yeah, again, that's just more of a generic descriptor. What kind of damage? Less damage? Does it depreciate the further away they are? How close do they have to be? When I damage the enemy, when I freeze the enemy, does it do anything to their health? Does it make them take more damage? What, you know, are they already dead? Do I have to shatter them? These are just a lot of the specifics we don't quite know yet. They might not even tell us. They might literally be like, yeah, just figure it out, experiment, you know? The Torch with the next question. These stasis abilities have a very... Oh, you, I, you, you submitted it twice. Uh, Intoxicant. Do you think Bungie would be justified in building more team-based supers if they let solo players build their gun and exotic loadout to fill those other roles, i.e. Shatter Titan with a freezing gun? Darksider asked a question kind of similar to this earlier about team reliance. you got to be careful with... I basically said, I'm okay with team reliance if it shows up later in the game when it's not a match-made encounter. I don't want to go into an environment that's match made like a strike or seasonal content or something or like a public space. I do not want to go into that content as a Titan and be like, 
oh my titan sucks because there's no warlocks around there's too many titans here right no one's freezing no one's freezing everybody's everybody's um everybody's just trying to shatter and i don't think they're going to do that i don't think they're going to get that narrow with it um you know i, I don't think they're going to they're going to turn it into this like well you know you've you've got a You've got to you got to turn you got to turn this on or use this exotic or use that exotic to make up the difference. Um, so yeah, you need to be a member to submit a question. Ghostwood, either a Patreon supporter or a member on YouTube. Yes. Um, so I'm a solo player. I'd be fine with these supers having a specific role if I can fill the other roles with loot. I just don't think they're going to get that specific because they haven't ever done that before. They've never done that before. They'd have to go back and rework all the other supers to create interdependency as the years go on. I just don't think they're going to do that. Um, and I think we proved that today. I mean, the Titan's identity is supposed to be shattering, and I would say 70% of what they describe in this blog is about freezing. His identity is supposed to be the guy who goes around and shatters, and 70% of what you read in here what he can do it's all about freezing launch yourself in the air punch propel him back everybody around gets frozen get your super going slam the ground freeze and and freeze everybody it's more about slowing well they said that the the hunter is supposed to be more about slowing i did not read this blog post and walk away with the idea that like oh yeah the titan's just going to be a shattering you know wrecking ball of destruction it's like no he's he's gonna be doing a lot of freezing as well as, as as obviously shattering. But I didn't see anything in here that gave me any sense of a narrow identity for this guy that his primary role is going to be purely uh, purely shattering. So I'm going to call it there because an AT&T tech is calling me and I recognize his number. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe.